I don't know about you guys, but even though going through this for me, the fourth time, I've got more notes uh, than I have before because of the fact that I've heard things a couple of times now and I'm like, oh, that was so amazing. And I wrote it down. So let's start a conversation on Sadie Robertson Huff's whole talk on forces that affect your influence. And with that, uh, we'll start with Chad this morning. Hey, well, that was wonderful, man. And she is such an awesome representation, I think, for a lot of our younger generation and just such a uh, incredible influencer. And man, that was, she was really, really good. So just, just a few of my notes. Um, first of all, I love her. Like what she stands for is authenticity and vulnerability. And it's such a, a change, I think, from the older generations, you know, the older generations, like my parents and a lot of people's parents probably listening were, you know, like have a front, like have a don't let people really know, know the real you like it has to all look rosy and unicorns and rainbows and stuff on the outside. And so there wasn't a whole lot of authenticity or vulnerability at all. And. I think the the more the older I get, the more that I just I'm realizing that's the really being in a position of strength and confidence is when you have the courage to be authentic and vulnerable. And I think people are starting to learn that. And, and that's that's exciting to me. Um, you know, Craig just shared leadership is influence. Be a leader and be an example. I love the little piece about where they talk about uh, paying kids to read books and give reports. I don't, I don't think I can stress enough that just what's changed me the most is books I've read and people I've met, you know, and just meeting people and asking questions because that's the only way we really get new like information is by reading books and, and asking questions. And, you know, people have dedicated their whole lives to write books on one topic that, that comes from their life experience of decades. And so sometimes we can shorten our learning curve just by getting in the books. And, and that's the only way we can get that stuff. So um, asking lots of questions, um, you know, and, and she asked the question, you know, what was a turnaround point for your life? And I think that's such a great question to ask people or, you know, what's the best advice you've ever been given? You know, a lot of the questions that, that Joel would say that John Maxwell asks regularly, you know, those are great, great questions to ask people. Uh, I love the, the piece in there talking about, you know, how do you handle the weight and responsibility of mentorship. This is a big thing with it works because as your team grows, the challenges that are put on your plate grow, um, the people's lives you're entrusted with grows and there's so much there. And, and I think we all at some point say, God, I think you chose the wrong person. And what's encouraging is as you read through the Bible, you see that most of the great people in the Bible all said that, you know, Moses said that Abraham said that David said that it's like, no, don't pick me. Why are you picking me? You know, who am I? Right. Who am I? And there's just no way, in my opinion, long-term to handle the weight without being rooted in the word. You know, you have to, you have to be praying. That's the only, like Sadie said, it's the only way that you can keep heavy things light. You know, if we go around carrying the, the weight of the world on our shoulders, it doesn't get lighter when we carry it ourselves. It just gets heavier and heavier and heavier until ultimately we implode or we self-sabotage or we, we find ways to blame this other stuff so we can backslide into our former life where there's less pressure. And basically what happens is we go out, we go from being in the game back into being a spectator of our life into drift mode. And nobody wants to be there. Jesus's light in you 
has to be brighter than the spotlight on you. Man, that is, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I got from that. Um, I love the little sister, you know, and I thought when, when she was telling the story about her little sister challenging her, I think about how many children we have that might not challenge us verbally, but they're challenging us mentally. They're thinking, huh, that doesn't add up with what mom and dad's teaching me how to face my fears, have courage, but yet I'm watching my parents say no to something that doesn't seem like it should be a no. And sometimes the pathway forward is straight through fear. And I would say to do anything great in life, you know, John Maxwell would say all things worthwhile are uphill. Well, all things worthwhile are on the other side of fear. And you have to take the the struggle bus to successville. <laughs> I just, I've never found another, another route, right? You have to, the only way to get to successville is via the struggle bus. That's just the way it is. And if you're holding the football, you're going to get tackled. Man, I let Tay would tell you, we can go down to your local football stadium. I can hand you a football and at the 50 yard line and you can run to the, run, you know, to the other end of the field. And I guess we'd call it a touchdown, but is it really a touchdown if you're not getting hit and getting sweaty and 280 pound crazy people are trying to like smash you? No, that's what makes it great. That's what makes it great when you score a touchdown is because you were able to run through and around and jump and twist and take the hits and all the stuff, right? That's what makes it worthwhile is part of it is the suck. You know, 11 years in the military, I can tell you when you look back in the middle of the suck, it's no fun. But later when you look back, you go, wow, look what I was able to navigate through and look who I navigated it through with. And those bonds, those become points for life that you can reflect on. Those are memories that you become very, some of your most fond memories. It's crazy. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment, but some of my favorite memories are like thinking back where I'm in uh, Texas laying on the ground when it's 105 degrees, sweating, wondering if I'm going to run out of water in my body, looking at my buddy and just laughing and going, what are we doing here, man? We're laying on the floor in 104 degree weather. It feels like we're going to die. And we're just like, yeah, this sucks. And later on, you know, five years later, you talk to that person. You said, remember that time when that really sucked? Wasn't that crazy? But wasn't that kind of good at the same time, the memory of that? So, you know, what I love about all this is that Sadie and Craig, you know, they said, especially in times like you're going to get, we're going to get criticized. We're all going to get criticized. And if you haven't yet, I promise you will. And so don't think of it as a, a figure out life, how to not get criticized, man. Embrace the criticism. Billy Grant, Google Billy Graham. He was a great dude. And there's people all over the world that say he was a, not a great dude, right? I mean, it's just part of, it is what it is. You know, that's just, just the way it is. So Jesus said, if they hate you, they hated me first. He's not asking us to do anything that he hasn't already done. And as long as we have a strong relationship with him, we know he's in us, we know he's with us, then man, who can be against us? Right. So I'll just leave it at that. But I love Sadie. I can't wait to hear more on conference, Joel. Uh, awesome job, Chad. All right, Tay, let's throw it down to you and that amazing, beautiful baby of yours. Yeah, I hope she kind of lets me get a moment here. <laughs> uh, I think it was so good. I think what I got from just just hearing her talk in the beginning, 
Uh, it's when she kept just referencing like her grandma, her dad, her mom, so many other people that just built this moral warehouse for her that was just built on a foundation that you see her today as like, she don't waver from her faith. And that didn't happen by accident. That came from people in her generation speaking life over her. And I love she told the story of her grandma like every single day, she would say, be a good leader and uh, be a good example. Uh, and I love that. And uh, when you say like empower your kids to think in a different way. And I think that shows when you do that, uh, the power of that. You may not see it today while they're so young, but as they grow, they're going to remember these things. They're going to go back to some of these stories that, like she said, like she was in seventh grade and she remember how she felt in fifth grade. So she wanted to like use her platform in seventh grade to speak to fifth graders, like at such a young age. And she didn't look at that as leadership then, but looking back now, she see how she was set up and positioned in the way that she can operate in her gift, in her calling, in a way that would impact uh, people just in her generation. Like, think about that. Uh, so that really stuck out to me. The second thing she said, and she was talking about her, her team of three uh, and just her team. And I love that because I was going through uh, Pastor Darius Daniels. He had a three-day masterclass and last night, it was just mind blowing for me. Uh, he said, you can't be your best self by yourself. And I love that. And she spoke about just the girls on her team. And just when she asked the question, what are you passionate about? What do you feel like you're calling? And I love that because we have to understand, like, we need the people God has put in our life and we need them as well. Like, we can't see our flaws. We may think we're perfect, but in real sense, like, we're not. If you want to know what type of leader you are, don't ask yourself. Go and ask your team because they see everything you don't see. Uh, so I think many times you have to, like she said, be real with yourself, be authentic, but understand like the people God has put placed in your life, he's placed them there for a reason to give you feedback in a way that's going to allow you to elevate yourself and at the same line continue to elevate others as well. Uh, the third thing, she did just I'll be authentic. And I love that because I just, for me, it's, I think that's the only way to really impact people. We always hear here came and say, uh, people rather follow someone that's real than someone who's always right. And I think when you are always be real and authentic with people, people are drawn to that. People can sniff out when you're being fake. People can sniff out when you're not being real. So I think if you really want, have, if you really want to make a real impact, then you have to let people in your life. Uh, you have to show them the behind the scenes. Uh, it's easy for me to get on this Zoom and talk about some of these things, but just I'm a, we, we work from home. And this is part of working home. It's not that it's easy. It's not that it's lovely. It's that you'll work home and these are the circumstances that you have. So just let people uh, enter your life. Uh, and just the last thing that I, I want to talk about, she was talking about, um, uh, she said, if you're a leader, you're going to get criticized. Uh, and I love that. And one other thing that Pastor Darius Daniels spoke about last night, he said, develop the discipline to keep going. Uh, and I love that understanding like obstacles are going to come. They're not coming there to stop you. They're coming there to elevate you. In order to get through an obstacle, you can't sit there and, and turn around and think you're going to move forward. Like, you have to go through it, go over it, go around it, but you have to go. Uh, so you have to understand many times when you when you have a calling, when you have a purpose, when you have anything, uh, the devil is going to do anything to stop you. So uh, just continue to move forward. And I love when she said... Um, if you're not insecure about something, then the devil isn't doing his work. And we know for a fact that he's always doing his work. So the one quote uh, that I want to leave you guys, I love quotes and it's always sticking me. And it said, thieves don't break into empty houses. You have a purpose. Like when you have valuable things within you, things are going to happen to get those valuable things out of your room and, let, and try to distract you and tell you that you're not valuable. But the fact that that is happening to you lets you know that you are. 
So you just have to stay focused on the things that's important. Stay focused on the things that matter to you and just keep moving forward, understanding like there's purpose in everything that you do. You don't develop purpose over a lifetime. You develop it in season by season. You develop it day by day. The people that you impact on a daily basis. So uh, I love this. Uh, I've never uh, heard of her, her info, but she was just so like, I just, for me, it was just her faith. Like she could talk about anything, but the fact that she, like she just had like stripped it after when I'm going through this, I don't, I'm not, not going on my company. Like I have stripped it to back up my confidence. She said, well, I didn't have confidence in me. I had confidence and trust in God. And so I think that for me just kind of drew me more into her and just uh, letting us know like it's something that we all have access to, but we have to put in the work to get, get that access. So uh, it was just so good. And just thanks for sharing this again, man. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back through and re-listen to Tay's quotes and write them down because those were awesome. All right, so uh, let's see what notes did I have this go around. Um, I think the number one challenge that I want all of you as parents to take away from this is going back to the speaking life over your children. You should start with this quote. I mean, that was an amazing quote that she used from her grandma that her grandma would say to her before she went to school every day was, be a good leader and example today. Not just be a good leader and example, do it today. You know, because if you don't say that today part, well, that could just happen whenever, you know, just try and do it someday. But she was being specific and saying, do it today while you're there. Most of you are leading right now, even if you don't realize it. You know, you've got this leadership capacity inside of you that you may not even know. So make sure that when you are going out and talking to people now, you keep that little thought process in the back of your head going, I am a leader. I am impacting them. Because Basically, what Craig Rochelle says and what John Maxwell says and what Ed Milet says is that leadership is influence, plain and simple. So with that, do you have a team that you're influencing and do you have a team that's helping you influence? That's what's so amazing about what we do with our business is our business is developed around teams. So sit down and find out who your super team is. Find the passionate people to fill the gaps that you have to grow your organization. I love that when she said she was looking for somebody to help with her social media, she started looking for people that were passionate about stuff like that to fill it because it wasn't something that she was super good at. So look at stuff like that. Are you... Uh, I guess the easiest way to put this into the terms of our business is what are you not good at and find people on your team that are good at that. We use TikTok as an example. You've got people like uh, Jocelyn Yates, phenomenal at TikTok. You've got people like Jade Hooper, unbelievable at YouTube. Guess what that means? You don't have to be super awesome at that. If you find the people who are, so that's what she did. She, she made sure she surrounded herself with people who were better than her at the areas that she personally wanted to grow in, because what's that going to do? That's going to help her grow in those areas while also giving her a competitive advantage for having those people in her, in those areas. 
what are the two strengths that you want to build everything around? Find out what your strengths are and then work on those. Making sure that within that, you're always creating a climate of authenticity. Chad really hit home on this is showing up as yourself because nobody wants to follow somebody that's fake. And if that's where uh, people are, you know, with social media, you never know what's actually going on behind the amazing pictures. So once everything gets brought out into the open, that's where disappointment leads. So if you're bringing your authentic self in your conversations and in your interactions with people, you're going to connect with them easier and you're going to allow and be able to help people go further. Oh, love this one. If you fall in public, you'll get up twice as fast. And then I really had to write this one down. So I probably missed like 10 other things that she said while I was trying to write this whole thing down. It's not always going to be perfect and you're not always going to get it right. But if you keep getting up, you will eventually get to where you're going. Guys, that's, that's amazing. Uh, if you, if you look at your, your leadership and your success journey, just like I look at it, you know, this is the first time that I've ever led an organization this big. I didn't get a master's in network marketing, leadership, leading people, creating teams from the University of Awesomeness. I'm learning this as I go too. So the thing that I know is that I'm going to fall. I'm not going to make all the right decisions. But what I do know is that I'm going to continue to get up, brush myself off, recognize it, ask for forgiveness, and then move forward. That's what's so amazing about being authentic is it, is it allows you to understand those limitations and put them into proper perspectives, which, which allows you to grow and go further. When she's talking about mentors, she said this, and I, and I laughed because I wrote it down all three times that she said it. Be a student, be a student, be a student. That is how you become successful at anything that you want to do. And then follow that up with a lot of prayer. <laughs> so good. Um, constantly in those prayers, asking God to give you a sound mind, because every place that fear is, God has already conquered. But the majority of us spend more time focusing on the fear than on the fact that God conquered that for us. And, and I know Tay said it, and I know Chad pointed to it. This is one of the greatest quotes. Don't let the spotlight on you be brighter than Jesus shining through you. So good. Stop pointing to your insufficiencies and pointing them out to God because he already knew that you had those when he called you. So it's no surprise to him that you are the way that you are. He created you. Like she said, when Moses said, that's great, God, you're calling me to this, but I can't speak to people. God was like, well, I made your mouth. So it's not like I can't figure out how to make it work. He made you. He knows where to put you to where it will work. Your pathway to your greatest potential is through your fears. There's an insecurity ceiling that we all have. It's kind of like it's hardwired into us. But we have a God that can do so much more through us if we put our security in him. That doesn't mean our insecurities are going to go away, but we're always going to go through the fear to get to the greatest potential. And next page is blank, which means there's my notes. Guys, hopefully you took a lot from this. 
go back, listen to it again and get excited. Go get your conference ticket because you know the conversation with Sadie that's going to be at conference is going to be as amazing as this, if not even better, because she's going to be speaking directly to you and for you. Guys, go out, make an awesome rest of your week. We'll see you here again next time.